Saturday Live Lounge, supported by Villa Gaiety. Keep up to date with the island's premier entertainment venue by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. I can't believe I just said behave to my studio guests who are clearly (laughs) not going to behave for the next 20 minutes or so. But I'm very happy about that because we're going to be talking to two mighty bands from the Isle of Man. Um, Before I introduce them properly, I'm going to come to Dick Rain first. Um, I mean, you're in so many bands anyway, Dick. I mean, this could be anything, quite frankly, (laughs) to be fair. It could be any one of a a number of bands. How many bands are you in there? Uh, Four. Four. Um, DCAC, Pigs on the Wing... Lost Dogs and Dead Force One. And uh, so a big mix of, of genres there. All sort of heavy, you know, good, good sort of heavy yeah, mix all rock, there. rock stuff, yeah. Yeah, and you came to me and said, um, can we have a chat about a gig that's coming up? Now, this is a very special gig because this is almost like a reenactment, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Brian Callow, not long ago because um, I was t- telling him I was wanting to put a heavy metal, uh, proper heavy metal gig on in TT Week at the Villa. And uh, and Brian was dead interested in it, and uh, and he said, you know, why don't you do something in between Christmas and New Year? You know, and I said, well, I don't know, we might we might do like, and then it, we just got ch- chatting about things, and um, and I was telling him about the um, the gig that we did in the late seventies when I was in nasty piece of work, and um, we had our big rivals at the time were the the best band the island's ever had really was Black Mass. I wish I'd seen Black Mass and you guys as well because so many people when they come up here of a certain age talk about Black Mass as yeah. if it was like, you know, as you said, the I'd best lo- band. I'd love to see Black Mass reform and, and play again. It would be great. Are, are the members still around? Do you think they would? They're all around, but um, I, I really don't think that they would at this stage. But what yeah. you've done instead, uh, instead of sort of bringing those two bands back, is uh, we're doing something a bit different. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, we're going to have, um, it's going to be a battle between old heavy metal, old school heavy metal, which will be Ed Force One doing Iron Maiden, and the new boys on the block, Aeons, doing their, their own original material. Well, I tell you what, let's let's go to Mike, uh, who is uh, the voice of Ed Force One. Mike Jalski, lovely to have you with us. Thanks so much, Christy. Uh, again, a very busy boy, because not only are you in various bands, but you also do your own material as well, which, of course, you know, we've, we've played here on the Live Lounge. Yeah, yeah, you have. It is fabulous. I mean, Iron Maiden, quite the task, isn't it? You do have the pipes, obviously, to be able to do this, but, you know, it, it, is, is this one of your favourite things to do? Or, you know, what is it about this, about Iron Maiden? Why do you love Iron Maiden so much and, and singing this? Yeah, I'd always been a Maiden fan growing up. A big fan of the early albums all the way through until the Blaze Bailey years, which we don't talk about as I Maiden fans. Um, to be honest, I, I credit this band with giving me my voice because when we first began this band, I couldn't sing it. I really couldn't. And it was only rehearsing with me and Dick and the original guys in the band over and over again. Every week after rehearsal, my voice would be absolutely broken. And then like any muscle, you come back next week, try it again. And it steadily got stronger and stronger. Um, and that's then led after Ed Force One to me be able to sing in all the other bands that I'm in. And with Ed Force One, you've done some big gigs, haven't you? We've been really lucky with it. Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun over the years. Yeah. So this is a this is something a bit different, though, as Dick said, because you are you basically pitting kind of old school rock, old school heavy metal uh, against 
Progressive rock, is that a fair? Simon, would you say that's a that's fair progressive description? Metal, I think progressive right. metal. Progressive rock's like your old school crimsons yeah. and yes and nonsense like that. Yeah, but, nonsense. Yeah, well, it, it, well, no, Crim Crim is my favourite band, but the point is that's, that's, a thing, that's a product of the 70s, it's a product of like the Cambridge and the Coventry and Oxford scenes. Progressive metal is uh, a form of metal that's a lot more complicated and takes tells a story, takes a lot, uh, a lot longer to do, it musically tries to break a few boundaries. And it's not, it's, it's not a, it's not a formulaic pop sentimentality verse chorus verse chorus out. It's a much more interesting thing to listen to. Um, not to be confused about deathcore, which is something a lot heavier that's happening right now. But we, we're a mix of the heavier elements of all different types of music that you could put under the banner of metal, but not specifically any one. I think that's what's progressive about it. And the, what people might not get about metal, if you if you're not sort of into it as quite as much as clearly Simon is, his mm-hmm. knowledge is extensive of this genre. It's incredibly complicated, isn't it? So, I, as a musician of like nearly, well, nearly thirty-five years, I would say the two hardest non, non-classical, non-orchestral pieces of music to, styles to learn is metal and jazz. Because not because of much of the playing and the speed, but also because of the complexity of musical theory you need to have to get to a level where you're considered to be way above the average. So, pop and rock and pop and rock and um, and blues, you can you can be confident pretty quickly. You can go on stage and impress people. With metal, especially, you've got to be super tight. And in this band, we spend a lot of time making sure we are absolutely spot on in terms of the timing and the presentation, because that's what people want to hear, a professional band doing some professional. So, Skippy, tell us about your involvement with Aeons then. When did you get involved? Well, they needed a cleaner for the, the <laughs> space, and I dropped something on my toe, screamed, and got the job, basically. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. And then Simon blew your mind with all of this complicated stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. but And we were in the waters rising, three of us. Um, and the water is rising disappeared after a few years and and then we formed another band and the cool thing about that was justin who was our rhythm guitarist in the waters rising became our drummer and he's a fantastic drummer and he taught himself on a rock band on the playstation no really yeah he was a guitarist and uh, i remember just before the waters rising split up um stan our drummer at the time wasn't coming in and we're in the practice room and he said look I i can play and he got behind the kit and we just went oh and yeah, so he's our drummer now. So, but yeah, so it was the waters rising, and obviously Simon's been in bands as well, and we sort of fell apart. And then six months later, around the pub, it all came back together again. So, as Aeons. So yeah. And I've got to say, you've you've been doing so well. It's been so well received, Simon, hasn't it? Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you formed. So obviously, we'd have dropped the first two albums. On the first one, we were quite nasty and didn't really know what we were doing. Uh, we'd never done the metal scene before. The internet had changed how you promote yourself as a band. But the second one, we knew we had a product, so we went to get uh, management, well, to get to get a proper PR from a UK company, and that did the trick. That pushed it out to thousands of people. Then they offered to be our management because they saw something else that they wanted to do, and now that's, we won't say here, but it's gone on to some excellent things, yeah. which we will drop in the next few weeks, maybe. Um, the culmination of a year's worth of work. We've been sat on our album number three for basically nine months while we've been... Finished. Shopping yeah. some shopping for something, should we say, that we've now got. And, and we'll explain that to you later on. But we're really proud of it and we're really proud of what we've achieved. Um, our Spotify numbers are like through the roof. We're getting people all around the world getting into us with really not much more than word of mouth and a few YouTube videos to their about. And that's a testimony to what you can do if you apply yourself. And to be fair, spend a bit of money on advertising. Like, it's all about that. We must have spent nearly a grand on advertising, but it's come back to us in absolute droves and certainly made up for it in the sales of t-shirts and CDs and stuff. I guess you find, don't you, with this sort of genre, Skippy, that people are so passionate about it and really dedicated and they immerse themselves in it and they they are so loyal, aren't they? 
Yeah, oh, absolutely, yeah. But, but I was talking to the boys before. What, what I love about this band is um, every gig we get a couple of people coming up and they'll say, not the same two people, of course, that would just become quite boring. <laughs> but they'll come up and say, I don't like heavy metal. I'm here because X, Y, Z, and I saw you guys and I couldn't take my eyes off you, and I, I think you're amazing. Um, so that's what I love. I mean, metal fans are metal fans. They're going to love anything metal, but it's the people that aren't that sort of jump in and go, oh, you guys are so good. Oh my god, I hate metal and I love you guys, and we get that quite a lot. So, it's 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 new people coming in. The, the metal fans are already convinced, really. I think so. Yeah, that's really good. That it's really good. Well, do you know what I think we should do? I think because we've talked about you, I think we should play something so okay. that people know what we're talking about here. So, Simon, is at this gig uh, the, there is talk of you playing from obviously current album, but maybe some new stuff as well. Uh, but what song are we going to hear first from you all? Just explain it. So. Obviously, we've got two and three albums to put to take from. In fact, we've actually got four now because the fourth one's in the Mr. Ring as well. So we're going to play a bit half of the new album that you haven't heard for people who've come to, who are fans of coming to see us. But a lot from Consequences are a big one, yeah. and uh, we'll hope if you can play it. It's the first track, Rubicon. Let's get it on. So much easier to see the world in black and white, grey. I don't know what to do with grey.
Aeons. That is the opening track from the album Consequences. Uh, we're finding out all about uh, a very special gig, which is very heavy, but also it's going to be festive because, Dick, this is Yule Rock, as in Yule. I mean, I'm loving the little yeah. pun there. <laughs> I have to say that also the promo for this gig has really made me chuckle. It's all a bit, a bit of a battle on the go, isn't it, between the two bands, between Aeons and Ed Force One. There's a bit of a battle thing on the go. Yeah, we've got a battle on our hands and we've got two good protagonists here, is that the right word? Mike and uh, Skippy. So how is this battle going to uh, uh, sort of manifest itself, Mike Jelski? It'd be very one-sided, Christy, to be honest. <laughs> be, well, well, thanks for that, mate. Well, a, I appreciate a that. A total domination. That's all you need to know. Thank you, mate. I'm really. Uh, thanks for the faith in our band. It's, it's brilliant. Thank yeah. you. But good, good the try, only, mate. Yeah. Good try. The only, the only faith in your band is you, Skippy. No one else. Anybody else knows what's happening. Ooh. Not you know. Not the rest of the world who think that they're brilliant or anything. No, they know the truth, Christy. There's, there's only one truly great band in this room, and that's us. Do us a favour, Josie. Tell us where you want the flowers sent. (laughs) (laughs) This is fighting talk, Mike. It is. Um, Obviously, it's going to be Iron Maiden, Air Force One. Uh, What can we expect from your set then? Which which ones are you going to rock out on the night? I think we're planning on a a whistle stop tour of the greatest hits. Uh, It would be the Iron Maiden, obviously, spanning so long, having done so much. There's so many songs to choose from. We were lucky enough to do a gig earlier in the year where we played the whole of the Seventh Son of a Seventh Son album. It's the 35th anniversary of that album. So I think for this gig, uh, we're planning just to really go through all the big hits, a lot of Number of the Beast, um, probably pick a few songs off the albums as we go through, just all the big hits everybody knows. How do you decide what you're going to do for each gig? Um, I message out to the other boys and say, what does anyone want to play? And then I pick them. You were in charge, Dick. No, no. Oh. It's, uh, it's an autocracy. I'm not going to lie. Um, I basically just pick he's, what he's... I want to play and everybody Michael else. jump and we say, how high, Michael? It's the same way for the last 10 years. I love how he's rocking out the big words with all the syllables because he's in his suit today. Yeah. It's... I like to dress up to come and see you, Christine. <laughs> he does. He looks terribly smart. This is going to be such a fun night. It really is. Uh, 29th of December. Um, are you going to be making it festive, Skippy, at all? Is it gonna I might be... put on a Santa hat. Yeah. There was maybe some tinsel wrapped around your neck a little bit, yeah. Well, there's some certainly be some tinsel around Jelski's neck. <laughs> I can tell you that. To there's be no... honest, we're all mates and we're just going to go out and we're going to try and put on a really good show. I mean, 
I'm really looking forward to watching Ed Force One. I've seen them loads of times. And apart from Mike, they're really good. <laughs> really <laughs> superb musicians and a, a, a sort of lackadaisical singer. They stood at the front, really not doing much. True. This so, is like um, handbags at dawn, yeah, isn't it? I'm, I, I obviously left Ed Force for a short time and they did, they, they <laughs> did audition. Came in. <laughs> they did aud- audition skip and not long after that, they disbanded as a band. But <laughs> thankfully, I decided to come back and hence we're back rocking it now. <sighs> Do you know, my next question was going to be to Dick and was going to be about how supportive uh, the scene is, but actually, I'm not sure anymore. You've just ruined it for me. You all clearly... It's all talk. (laughs) We all love each other really, don't we, Mike? No. Oh, Oh, they do really. They're smiling, really. So I've never met these people before. Just disassociate yourself. It's all right. Welcome to you, Simon, because the scene, you've been on the scene, obviously, for many years. We were talking before about the fact that, you know, we've known each other for a very, very, very long time, all through Karaskur and all those kind of days, all the different groups you've been in. What do you think about the scene at the moment? How is it? Is it it thriving for metal? So there's like a, there's a sinusoidal kind of thing of of the scene, isn't it? Where you get get a a venue where everybody goes to, that venue dies, and then you say, oh, what do we do next? And then the one ends up and we had we were when Aeon started we were one of those troughs where there wasn't really much going on and all of a sudden I think a lot of people especially quids in at the Rovers and now of course Mad Jacks uh, started to put more original bands on and Cool and Ramsey Cool and Ramsey sorry I was only speaking yeah. about Douglas yes yeah, of yeah. course Cool and Ramsey thank you but it, it's more about like the, the venue is allowing original bands to to, to go on and, and to a degree be terrible right sometimes we're not going to appeal to the crowd that we got in the pub but the, the people to take a, a risk on those bands because original bands don't get good unless they play to audiences mm-hmm. so if you've got especially Andy from Quids taking taking a lot of younger bands and putting them through the ringer of a live, of a live often disruptive very loud audience who but have been absolutely welcoming to people and that's what you want you don't want them to be oh you're great all the time but you want them to learn their craft on stage and I think we're in one of the much better peaks we have been since probably Earl and the Traff days. I'm sure you remember that. Yeah, right? very much so. Yeah. Cornerhouse for me. I was going to say we had the Cornerhouse yeah. and the Traff at so, the same time. Well, and... well, the, the Cornerhouse was like the second peak, wasn't it? Yeah. There was, there was the, the Trough where Earl had the Douglas. And then it, some that moved there, but it wasn't much. And then a lot of bands who were big in the, in the, in the Traff disappeared from the scene. Yeah. And it's that second wave that came on, including uh, Norm, wasn't it? We were Skippy and uh, mm. other yeah. bands. And that, that and, um uh, Red Wetter Day was on a Friday and that kind of on new, a Friday yeah, were kind of and then there's also some you know some girls doing some interesting stuff is it Malaki or Maraki what were they called um, Malacca yeah. they, they were they, they really were from, good uh, they were from the draft days Twist Angels obviously as well it does mm. feel like we're getting back to that a little bit now because there is so much variety on the scene at the minute isn't there what? so much on the go it's because I think everybody can make music at home on, on their computers now and they've got access to uh, the tools and facilities to make whatever genre they want to make yeah which means people like us can demo stuff that would have been considered finished albums in quality like a few years ago. And it means anybody who's at home and has got a few, uh, a very simple keyboard and a very simple computer can make good music and hone their skills. That's what you want. But Salah Man's got, I think, has got the best per capita of musicians than anywhere I've been. I've travelled a lot around the world and we don't get live music like you do here in the Salah Man. And we should be proud of that. Like this, this is an example of that. With two, let's face it, extreme bands playing together Hopefully, bring a nice crowd to have a good time, right? It will be a good time, and you're a producer yourself, so you've you know you've had yeah. fans come to you as well. Does it sometimes on that front? Does it get a little bit frustrating sometimes when you think, oh, I wish that more people could hear this band, but they just won't sort of get off the Isle of Man and go do things further afield? So field. I think since consequences, I've learned more of my craft about management and PR, and everybody comes to me. I'm trying to push them 
done those same rules the same things i've learned if it's free to pass on and be part of the scene the best way you can do it is to gift the knowledge right that's that's more valuable than anything else you can give them so if anyone wants to, wants to talk to me when they're, when they're about whether they've got if you come at the gig I'll, I'll be around you know i'll, I'll talk to you about anything pr pre presentation going to the uk because if you don't do anything you won't get anywhere but the scene's too saturated you have to don't stand out and that's not because how good you are it's how well known you are it's true. See, there's the support I'm talking about. You see, Simon's there for you. If you want to ask his advice, get down to this gig. It's going to be brilliant anyway. So it is uh, Ed Force One versus Aeons. So you've got some Iron Maiden. You've got some uh, progressive metal. Uh, not progressive rock, progressive metal. It's this, this is going to be massive. This is going to be huge. It's not, it's not going to be the only one, is it, Dickie? You're going to do something similar again, maybe. Um, yeah, but don't but don't leave it like another thirty years. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got we've got something planned which is at very early stages in TT, and we haven't got a date for it yet because the the villa have have kind of got a few things irons in the fire, uh, all local original bands, in Aeons being one of them. Uh, yeah, we're uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, and I think I hope it's a success. But the main, the, the thing I want to do is to, um, I've I've played the villa loads of times, uh, more times than I can count really, uh, and I've just been fortunate enough being in some really good tribute bands, Pigs on the Wing and and DCAC. I, I've I've played I don't know twenty or twenty five times between them at the villa on the, in the Royal Hall, and I thought, guys like the Aeons and everything, who are absolutely brilliant, just won't get the opportunity to do that. Because, and yet they deserve a big space with a yeah, big sound like that. The big, yeah, they deserve the opportunity to play on that stage. Um, so I thought, I'll take a punt on it. So I'm, I'm putting it on, um, and I've got my mate Brian, who's, uh, who's come along to give me a hand financially and stuff, so... I just want it to be a really big night and I'm, I want it to be, you know, as the production of it to be similar to what we do for DCAC with a bit of pyro and stuff going on, a big production, and hopefully everybody will really enjoy it. And, and if it's a success, then, you know, we could always do something similar again. But the main thing is that it's got to be local acts and original acts. And, you know, I can't do anything original. I've, I've never made any original music and I'm in awe of these guys who do um, but I'm not I'm not kind of embarrassed about that I, I've I love playing tribute bands I absolutely love them uh, you know and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty good at copying other people so I'm happy with that <laughs> so but, so uh, when is this likely to happen then and, and how are you looking for people to contact you or are you gonna no no we've we've got the three got bands the acts, that we yeah. want uh, organized which are uh, Aeons, Shady Acres and Mad Daddy Fantastic and my daddy aren't strictly night. heavy metal, but they're great fun. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and, you know, and the three the acts have all got... for TT Week as well. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. good stuff yeah. to get everybody going, I think. And, uh, and and all three bands have music out in the you know the mainstream kind of thing. They've all yeah. produced stuff. Yeah, oh, it's, that's going to be having epic. Done it myself. That is going to be epic. <laughs> well, I tell you what, come back and see us when you've got sure. a date, yeah. and uh, and we'll have a chat about that as well. Maybe we can get all three bands in. That would be really good fun. Yeah. But for now, <laughs> uh, obviously, Yule Rock is what we're talking about. So it is the 29th of December. How do we get tickets, Dick? Uh, tickets are available from the Gaiety and you know the uh, sorry the Villa Gaiety, uh, Villa yeah. Gaiety box office. And we've got a special deal on the ticket price because it's twelve fifty for singles and 20 quid if you want to. Oh, there you go. What more could bargain. you ask for? It is a bargain. It's going to be loud. It's going to be brilliant. You'll rock 29th of December. Get yourselves down there. Do you know what? 
I'm going to try and drop a bit more aeons later on in the show. But for now, I think we should we should have a bit of Iron Maiden, really. That's a good idea. Yeah. So what do you want to hear, you two? Or is this going to be a battle in itself? Hallowed be thy name <laughs> is, is uh, my one. <laughs> right. Can't go wrong with that. It's Hallowed be thy name? Okay, yeah, let's get it on. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you. And what a tune it is. Very happy to play this. I am Maiden Hallow Be Thy Name. Many thanks to the guys from Aeons and Ed Force One. Get down to that gig. 29th of December at the Villa. Saturday Live Lounge. Supported by Villa Gaiety. Keep up to date with the island's premier entertainment venue by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.